Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by Irving Pedrosa. Irving, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I'm excited about conversing with you, connecting with you. I want people to know a little bit about your background. So let me tell them a little bit about you. Um, trial attorney Irving Pedrosa practices in courts all over the state of California, litigating cases in personal injury. Irving was born in Guerrero, Mexico. At the age of six, his parents immigrated to the United States. Irving grew up in Escondido, California, where his family struggled with being undocumented, poverty, uh, mental health disorders, and domestic violence. As a result of his upbringing, Irving has dedicated his life to helping others through the justice system or during his spare time through peer mentor programs. Irving was the first in his family to attend college. Okay, Irving, what inspired you to become an attorney? You know, I, I think for the most part is uh, a feeling of uh, helplessness. Um, obviously, you, you, you kind of read a little bit about, you know, my experiences growing up whether it be being undocumented, uh, being looked at differently, um, struggling with the language itself. Um, and also at some point, um, my father ended up in jail, my brother ended up in jail. Um, it, it, there was a little bit of uh, mention of uh, mental health disorders. Mm -hmm. My older brother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. That's what ended up, uh, that's why he ended up in jail. Um, and uh, every every situation growing up that I encountered and my family encountered, I always help, uh, felt helpless. Like I couldn't do anything. Obviously, I was a child, right? Like I was a kid, I, I couldn't really do much. Mm -hmm. I just hated that feeling. So early on in my childhood, I started to develop this, this eagerness, this want to do something greater for not only for my family, but for, for people, for the community. And the one thing that I can think of was if I become an attorney, I may be able to help those that need it, right? I may be able to help my family, whether it's me directly or me knowing someone that may be able to help. Yes. So I, I think for the most part is trying to always defeat that helpless feeling that got started early on in my, my life. Yes. Um, you know, what I want to highlight what you said there, there's so, so much power in you owning your story. And I think that's a, I do believe it's a rare courage in, in the human experience that I'm hearing from you is because you willing to share some of the worst parts of your story in a really upfront way. And whether that's in your biography or that's even as you're sharing right now, what has helped you to, um, to, to find that courage to tell the real story like it is and not sugarcoating it, not making it seem like it was better than what it was? You know, I, I, I think for the most part is uh, my, my mom. I, I'll be honest with you, brutally honest with you. My mom from early on always told me, no matter what you're going through, someone else might be going through something worse, mm -hmm. right? And in, in that thinking, it started me thinking like, well, you know what? I, I need to be honest with what I'm going through. And I need to be honest with myself because I know there's others out there who are going through something worse or even, you know, similar. Mm -hmm. I, I have a belief that we all have our own hell, 
it, it doesn't matter what level of hell it is, it's health to us, right? Mm -hmm. So once I started to realize that, I, I started speaking, you know, what I went through and, and I started to realize more and more people could identify with yes. it, could connect to it. And I would get people telling me, you know what, that really helped me overcome something or overcome this issue that I had. Um, and in doing so, it not only helped me like get better as, as a person, mm -hmm. it helped me get better as my own inner struggle, yes. but it also was helping others. And yes. that to me is huge, you know? So I, I think once I started realizing it kind of became like a, uh, like a cycle, you know, like I was helping myself and I was helping others. Mm. And the more I am able to do it, the more I'm able to get better at it and again, help others identify with it and hopefully help them overcome their own struggle. Yes. Um, I, I love that all the way around. Um, it, that one, it relates and connects you to people. I think also it, it, it endears you to people. Like, I mean, I vote you know, I feel like a special bond with you just saying, hey, Irving would come on the podcast and be that authentic and that real and tell me some, some, some about his journey. I think I, that's something that I, you know, I know I wrestle with at times because naturally, you know, whether it be on, you know, on social media or in person, you know, I'm building a professional brand and I wrestle at sometimes with how much to talk about, you know, the darkness that I've been through. But I think you just provide this great um, motivation because you, you're right. I don't really know what anybody has gone through, but as soon as one, one person in the relationship begins to be authentic about some of the darkness they've been through, it does, as you mentioned, it seems to break, bring down the ego of the people in the relationship or the people in the group or the people observing where they're willing to also share about their journey and their struggle as well. And I think there's some beautiful synergy that's created from that. But anyway, I just think I love the, the concept that you're talking about there. Yeah, no, it, it's, you know, it, it's really eye opening because like, even even now in 2020, or, or the year that we just went through, yes, you realize so much, there's so much struggle out there. There's so many people that need that uplifting moment, right? Or that uplifting message, or yes. uh, even, you know, even looking up to others to know that it is possible, you know, to, to become a lawyer, to become a doctor, mm. or whatever, even though, you went through this. Yeah. You know, so, yes, I love it. I love it. I think it, it, it illustrates um, hope that you, you, your willingness to talk about the darkness you've been through and that how you, and that you've persevered and endured through it. I think, and then you've succeeded um, despite those obstacles. I think it, it gives hope to anybody who hears your story from the darkness perspective, but also from the, the success you have. I know, I, you know, I, um, I, 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 I wrestle with that. Like, as I mentioned, the concept, I know I've been through my, you know, my own darkness. I, I, one significant area I talk about is going through my, my dad's death and specifically his, his suicide um, at, at the age of 17. And just the, the struggle it was to, um, to experience that and then to move forward. But then again, at building a professional brand, I always, I'm always curious of, do I, do I bring it up? When do I bring it up? How do I bring it up? And, and, but I think your story illustrates that if, um, there, there might not be a right time, but, uh, but, um, but when you do it, it gives people hope and, and motivation to continue through whatever they're going through. No, you're absolutely right. You know, and I do struggle with that too, at times, even cause, um, even being undocumented, not everyone feels okay about that. Sure. Right. But at the end of the day, 
and and that's where I, I kind of like what I do as a lawyer because I always feel like I'm fighting for the little people, right? I'm mm-hmm. Fighting for the humans. So in and in in that sense, I hope that just as I'm willing to accept whatever human I'm representing, I'm I'm kind of hoping that that other person is willing to accept me as a human, me as my own struggles. So, mm-hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, let's try not to judge others. Let's yes. try to help others. And and I, I think we all become better as a result. And as a result, we, we have a better world. Yes. Yes. Let's, take a note of that podcast listeners. That's something that I want, want, want to say to highlight, which is the idea of authentically own your journey, authentically share your journey, and then, but also not to be, not, not to judge one another from whatever story, whatever circumstances they've been through, um, but to be that story of, be like Irving, be that story of perseverance and endurance, and your story can and will give hope to other people out there. I, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what, what do you enjoy most about being an attorney? I, I, I think it's kind of a little bit of what I just mentioned. It's mm-hmm. uh, people come to me as, as a personal injury attorney many times in their most desperate moments, right? Mm-hmm. When I, I've, I've visited so many uh, families who, um, whether it's their father, their mother, or even a child who, who's been in the hospital for because of major accident for weeks, you know, or they don't know what to do in a certain situation. Um, and uh, a lot of times, especially uh, since my first language is Spanish, a lot of times I'm able to connect with the Latino community that other lawyers can't connect, right? Um, and a lot of times that's what, uh, that's what it is for me. You know, um, it, it's, it's being able to help people who often think, well, I don't know any lawyers or I don't, you know, I don't believe in lawyers or whatever. And being able to help them, but in their most desperate moments at times, you know, in, in their most helpless moments. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, is everything. Because like, like I mentioned to you earlier, that's the main reason I became an attorney. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, um, I, I, I love the, I think what, what theme I'm, I'm quickly picking up from you is the, it's the power of connection. You know, whether it's your first part of your story you're talking about courage or you're talking about now um connecting with uh, the um the language or connecting with people and being there for people in their worst moments i've heard that from a n- number of attorneys and i know sometimes that can be an extra weight to carry what helps you um to to carry some of that that whether you some people call it you're exposed to the ugly of the world or some sometimes the worst parts of people's lives what helps you to continue moving forward despite being exposed to some of those uh, um, those challenges that, and difficulties that people have, are going through? Well, I, I think that's almost like a two-part answer because mm-hmm. personally, it, it, things like meditating, walking, thinking, those things help me. But um, also, I, I think it's, it's kind of looking back at my experience, looking back at what I went through. Um, and thinking to myself, I've been through this. This is nothing. This is just another challenge. You know, this mm-hmm. is just another obstacle that um, I often think about, you know, like 
uh, failure, obstacles, they, all they really mean is growth, right? Like you, you, you the, the harder something is, the better you become. Mm-hmm. So I, I welcome it. You know, mm-hmm. I, the, the more I'm able to, to see that, um, if something seems challenging to me, I say, I, I basically say like, bring it, Let, let's, mm. let's see what, what we can do with it. You know, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to make mistakes, but I, I, I can guarantee you this. I will get better and I will get back up and I will improve because of it. Yes. I love that. Uh, podcast listeners. He said, um, failure and obstacles are growth. I think that's a quote right there. That might be a book title right there. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love the notion. I love that. Now, h- how did you decide to focus on personal injury um, within the law? Honestly, I, I, I think I basically landed there. You know, when I went, um, I went into law school. I didn't know what I wanted to be. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, 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 I knew one thing. I knew I wanted to become an attorney. And, and after that, um, I knew I didn't want to be in court, which is kind of weird because that's where, <laughs> where I ended up. Um, but I, I think I, I, you know, I did other things right, while in law school. Um, and then somehow or another, I ended up uh, in a law firm that, that did personal injury. And at that point, I'm like, oh, I think this is everything I was looking for. I think this is this this kind of helps me me help others take away that helpless feeling you know um but honestly like if, if we were to go back to when i was in law school i would tell you this is the last thing i would end up doing <laughs> i'm as surprised as anybody would be because i frankly had no idea i didn't even know to be honest that this part of uh, the law existed mm-hmm. so wow yeah i think there's there's something there though for, for us to um grab onto i think there's there's sometimes in our journeys we we map out the entire thing right we we map out our dream our goals and we map those things out um but i think one of the things your story illustrates even discovering this unique passion you have for the people that you work with is that sometimes these passions or even these dreams come true aren't even something that we were aware of along the way or really even early in our journey. You talk about you didn't even know this area of the law existed, but then to hear about how passionate you are, it's almost, it's, it's almost like this part of the law was designed for you or you were designed for this part of the law with the challenges you've been through, but then helping people who are also going through incredible challenges. Yeah, you know, and, and that's something I've, I've kind of, and I think I've gotten better and I hope to keep getting better at in terms of just accepting that, that life is going to throw different things at you, you know, and we have to adapt and we have to get better as a result. Um, like you said, we, sometimes we plan things and we just got to trust that, you know, we're doing the right things. For example, we got to have faith that we're number one, working hard enough. Um, right. And, and, and just trust the process after and, and vice versa. If, if you, if you trust the process then you will always have a, a desire to keep working hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's why, I, I, although I didn't know what I wanted to do, I, I, I think I, something in, in me told me, you know, just keep, keep chugging along. Something's going to come along. And like I told you, I, I keep trying to get better and better at, at, 
at those life things that, you know, life throws at you mm-hmm. where, um, you know, you, you, it's unexpected, but sometimes it ends up being the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I, I, I've just seen that happen over and over again. Like, like even as you're describing, to, to, to get better, to improve, and to know that as you move forward, um, things are revealed to you along the way. Um, even I, I, I didn't necessarily see myself doing as many podcast interviews <laughs> two years ago. I didn't, that wasn't part of my plan, you know, but as, as I started doing it, you know, and then I started doing more of them. And then I started even being more focused, you know, you know, more focused on the, the, the Latinx community. Then it was like the Latinx attorneys. Then it was Latina attorneys. And then it was like, uh, you know, you're the second um, Latino attorney that, I, that I've interviewed. And, and I think this, this whole journey, I relate 100% to what you're saying, because I would say this, this element, even connecting with you today, wasn't part of my dream life two years ago. But right. I'm loving it and really enjoying hearing people's stories and then showcasing it around, um, you know, my social media platforms. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's great. Now, what has been one challenge you faced in life and have overcome? I, you know, I, I think it's the, the biggest challenge I always think about is it's my brother um, because he was diagnosed with schizophrenia when I was nine and he was 12. Um, and growing up, um, we basically didn't have a father figure because my father was uh, abusing my mom. And, and for a, lar- a large part of our life, when we grew up and when we were in Mexico, my father was here and we were over there. Um, so my hero was my brother. You know, my, my hero, whoever I looked up to was my brother. He, he taught me, you know, things to do. He taught me sports. He taught me a lot of things, you know, even he he would teach me math. He would teach me reading. He would teach me everything. And then all of a sudden, when I'm like nine, he starts changing. It's his disorder starts affecting him. Um, So I I felt, again, I felt helpless. I didn't know, you know, like I I, I don't have a father figure. My my brother um, is now schizophrenic. and at some point for the longest time, even through high school, even through college, like I, I, there were moments when I would always wonder is like, why, why me? Why my brother? Why, why these things? Um, but now I think I've, I've learned to kind of use it as, as a strength, as mm-hmm. a strength for me. And, and um, in, in the sense that the one thing I always think about is my biggest fear in life is for my brother, when we're older, we're, you know, 50, 60 or whatever, for him to get better and for him to look at me and say, look, you had every opportunity in life that I didn't have. You had every choice in life that I didn't have. What did you do with it? Mm-hmm. What, what did you do with your life? And that is something that motivates me every day, whether it's to become a better person to become a better lawyer, to become whatever I want to do, right? Because in the back of my mind, growing up, I can tell you, my brother was smart. He was a good person. Um, I don't want that to come back at me and be like, and him to look at me is like, were you a good person? Mm -hmm. Were you a good lawyer? 
were you a good son? Were you whatever? Were you a good mm-hmm. friend? And I, like I said, I, I almost use it now. I used to, I used to feel like, why me? Like, why, why my family? But now I'm like, I, I, I'm thankful. I'm blessed that I'm able to overcome it. And I'm able to use that to kind of like, not only inspire me, but like try to inspire other people as well. You know, so yes. I, I think, I think that is one of the biggest obstacles I, I think I've overcome. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think it's done. I, I, I got to keep going and, and struggling every day and, and getting better at accepting it. Um, but it's one thing that I, I, I think I used to think of a big weakness. Now I think of it as a, as a big strength. Wow. I, I think there's, when I think about what you just, you just described, I think about somebody who understands the, the, the power of harnessing the hardship um, to make it a strength. And when, when, I, when I hear that, I think it's an encouragement to anybody who's listening in um, to the podcast and they're thinking about whatever hard time you're going through now, whatever hard time you've been through in the past, if you can learn to harness that hardship where it can be a source of strength as Irving talked about, I think that's going to help you move forward. I know, as I briefly mentioned earlier in, in, in the episode, like the element of going through my dad's death, you know, his passing, um, similar to Irving, it, it's this idea that I've been through this really challenge. I call it like a mountain that I've had to overcome in my past. But then like, as I move forward, I find out like most of the challenges I face are like hills. They're not even compared, comparable to the mountain that I face with you know, with again, my dad's suicide and, and all of those details and all of the weight, all of the burden from that, that in some ways, as you're speaking to Irving, um, it has become all of my other challenges have, have seemingly become a lot easier and smaller in comparison to that, which I've already been through and have overcome. Right. No, I, I think, you know, like you said, it's super powerful. Once you, it, it, it like clicks in your head, right? Like, and similar to, to your analogies that you just used, I always think about it like it, there's a difference between using challenges as excuses versus challenges as reasons, right? Mm-hmm. All, all we go through, we should use it as reasons to succeed, reasons to continue, reasons to improve, not as excuses, right? Like, because if we're stuck in the excuse mode, we're going to be stuck there forever. We're going to, not only that, but like a lot of times we're going to be in a cycle, you know, yes. there's yes. reasons we go through these things. A lot of times it's, it's mistakes by our parents, mistakes by other people, whatever. Right. And we're just going to continue that cycle because we keep using the same excuses mm-hmm. as opposed to, all right, now I'm going to use it as a reason. Okay. Now I can see other things my parents never saw. I have other opportunities they never had, okay? And if we keep using that, it's super powerful. And yes. I think you've used it. You learn how to use it uh, very well as well. I appreciate that. Um, yes, I think, I think that, I think number one, I want to make sure you understand, you, you hear, um, you, have, you have this motivational gift. So you, you might have motivational speaker, coach in your, in your profile. You know, you got to add that, that one in there because I think you get the, the, the element of um, the mindset shift to maximize um, what we do in life. And I think you already have been through it. You've lived it. 
And now you're, I, lo I love the way you're communicating it out to, to the world. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I try to share, like I said, I try to share as much as possible, hoping that someone gets uh, inspired by it. Yes. Let's ask the podcast listeners this question that, that you gave to me. You were talking about excuses. Let's ask them, what excuse is holding you back? What excuses are preventing you from moving forward? from elevating your journey, elevating your life, elevating the people around you. And I, Irving illustrated it perfectly. This idea is things that, that have gone wrong in your world. They can be an excuse to hold you back or they can be in a reason to lift you up. And I think all of us, we can, we can hear about it right now and think, yeah, we all want to be on the, on, on the good side. We want to have the, 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 the challenges be a reason that lifts us up, not holds us back. But it takes a mind shift to be able to do that and then move forward and not allow your excuses to be, um, to be dead weight or to be even an anchor that's holding you back or holding you still from moving forward and progressing. Yeah, you know, like I think back sometimes I'm like, I had every excuse to not do anything. My father ended up in jail, my brother ended up in jail, poverty, uh, domestic violence, I was undocumented. I, you know, I even have, it's funny, I have a, a video of when me, when I was like eight or nine years old uh, at, at the, the beach with a, a cousin of mine and, and another boy comes at me and asking for, to borrow the ball, but he's saying it in English. I don't understand a word of English. I just look at him like, what, are you, what is he saying? Mm. You know? mm. And like now the fact that like, I'm a lawyer and I, I do this for a living, I had every excuse not to be here. I have every excuse not to continue on in school, but I think because of it, I am here. Because yes. of everything happened, I am here. Mm, because of the challenges, I'm here. I love it, I love it. Now, now let, let's speak to this, this other arena, which is a sim similar question, but a little different. What is one challenge you've seen other attorneys face and what do you think is a great solution to that challenge? I, I think at some point, um, as lawyers, we lose the connection with the reasons why we became a lawyer, why we became an attorney, right? Um, whether, um, you know, it's once we have a set number of years of experience um, or whatnot, but we, we, we go from being super passionate about it to being, um, you know, this is a job. This is my job. I don't enjoy it. And uh, as, as lawyers and attorneys, unfortunately, we, you know, there's a high alcoholism, you know, there's a high like depression because of the workload, because of, um, you know, everything that, that we see and we do. Right. Um, so that's something I've noticed happens, unfortunately, more than it should, right? Um, one thing that I think um, helps me or I think it would be a solution is remember why you became that, why you became, it doesn't even have to be a lawyer. It has to be, it could be anything, right? But mm -hmm. why did you first want to do that? You know, and that kind of like inspires you daily. Um, and, and again, for me, 
once I go back to my experiences of feeling helpless, you know, and, and now I'm able to help and um, not only that, help, help other people, help my family. Um, that's what gets me up in the morning, right? That's, that's what makes me extremely excited about what I do. And, and, and I absolutely love what I do. I, I, you know, even though in law school, I didn't know I was going to do this. Now, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, um, but that's one thing that I, I, I see too often. We, we just forget why we became what we, beca we be become um, to the point where it makes us unhappy and it makes us, you know, it make us, makes us struggle every day. Mm, yes. Yes. And I, I, I love the notion that you brought up, like remembering the reason why, or like this idea of, magnifying that motivation in the beginning like you know why did i start this why did i get involved with this and and going back to the purity of it as opposed to some of um you know even i, I like the contrast you made as well like there's a difference between a a job you know and then maybe even a calling and calling is about purpose it's about this um it's about the reason why you know as you mentioned the, the reason i got into this in the first place but i I, th I think that's, that's helpful for anybody, even in the, in the mundane careers, you know, I, I, I worked in a call center for seven years. And I remember there was a, there's a lot of monotony and there's a mundane component to, you know, um, whether it was a two years, I answered the phone or, you know, five years I was doing some, uh, I was a supervisor, but I think remembering that the big picture purpose, purpose, and the reason why we get, we get into the careers, I think those, those things are really helpful to keep us, I think of rejuvenated is the concept that you, you spoke to, to me, that, that I was hearing from you as you described it and not allowing life to, um, to steal our passion. No, I love that. That's awesome. Purpose. You know, it, it's, it's one thing that, you know, I try to connect everything to that purpose. You know, everything we do, everything I do, um, whether it's a lawyer or it's outside of, of, of the law, you know, so I, I, I completely agree with you. Hmm. What advice would you offer someone just starting their career as an attorney? Find what you love, find, you know, find what you love. It's not always going to be your first job. It might not be your second job. Um, but you, you gotta be, you got to be passionate about it, you know, because um, if it's, it's, it's a lot of long hours, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful being a lawyer. I'll be honest with you. It's not, it's not like, uh, you know, um, I, I don't want to even associate it to anything. I was like, I was, I was thinking like, it's not like playing football, but I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm pretty sure that can be stressful too. <laughs> um, but it, it is a stressful career. Um but I think it's very rewarding if you love it, if you absolutely love it every day um, and uh, find what you love. But more than anything, and I, I, I tell this to, to everyone and, and to anyone who even wants to become a lawyer, it's like never follow the money um, because the money, you know, if you're good at what you do and you love what you do, the money will come. You know, it, it's, it's going to come. Um, because you're that good, right? You're, you're that good that you're valuable now. Um, and, and I see mistakes often that we end up following the money, but we're miserable. That's, mm. that's not worth it. You know, um, you, you got to actually love what you do 
and everything else will follow after that. Yes. Um, find your passion. Love what you do. Don't follow the money. I think that 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 is worthy of being repeated. Don't follow the money. And I and I and I love what you said too. If you're if you love what you do, and you're good at it, I think those two details that Irving just mentioned, and, it, and not one without the other. Sometimes um, you could be good at what you do, and then you don't love it, and it's as problematic. Or sometimes you could love doing it. Like some people love singing, but they're not good at it. You know, <laughs> we see that on some of the shows or the tryouts or whatever, the American Idol, you know, um, uh, bloopers or whatever. But, but, but I love those two components working together. What you're great at, what, what you have an abnormal ability or skill in, and then growing in that skill. But then also finding out what you love doing, your, your passion. And if you can combine those two, um, th- those two areas of focus, uh, man, I mean, I feel like that's somebody that's going to be on fire. And as, as Irving mentioned, the money will come when you have those two things in place. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to come, you know, it's it's like, um, I think even the way I think about it, the way I was brought up, and I've, it it's kind of been a challenge to like kind of uh, uh, flip the switch in a way. It's like money is is necessary, don't get me wrong. But it's almost like secondary. It, it, it's fluid. It, 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 there's so much out there that if you're good, it will be there. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I completely agree with, with what you said. But um, at the end of the day, I, I think that's helped, helped me and I hope it helps everyone else as well. Yes, I love that. I'm with that 100 percent. Now, what has helped you establish work life balance as an attorney? Um, well, to be honest with you. I'm still working on that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I, I think friends, family help with that. Um, I'm, I think I'm better at it than I used to be, um, especially like the first, you know, first few years out of law school, um, because in, in my mind, I'm like, I got to get better and the sooner the better. Um, but um, as you know, as, as time goes by, um, you you start to kind of go back to be like, okay, and kind of already mentioned this, like, why did we become an attorney in the first place? It wasn't to be like in the office, you know, 80 hours a week. It wasn't for that. It was, it was for family. It was to get better, right? Um, and and I think once you realize that, you, you start to step back a little bit and you start to enjoy, you know, uh, simple things. I, I enjoy reading a lot. Um, I, I walk a lot and uh, I meditate. And once you do that, it, it kind of like relaxes you. And, and, and in a way, also, it refreshes you and it focuses you to, to what, what it is at work that you have to do and, and, and um, the important things. And they become easier, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a struggle. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a struggle. And, and it's something just like with everything else, I'm trying to get better at it. Um, and, and I think I have over the years. Yes. I, I appreciate your authenticity about it. I think it's a, it's an aspect of the attorney journey that, you know, I, I picked up on and I asked a number of people about it, you know, what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, but I, I know a, a lot of attorneys out there can relate to the element of, um, work, 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 grind, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And then, um, and then, and then, as you mentioned, like sometimes um, missing the balance 
and in really striving to um, set boundaries and in 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 course correct, so that um, so that people can not just so so attorneys cannot just be successful um, a year from now or two years from now, but then also 20 years from now, 30, 40, 50, or however long they want to practice law. Um, but I, I appreciate your authenticity about, about the, the work-life balance. Now, if someone was listening, um, if they were listening to this podcast and they could do anything, anything to support you as an attorney, what would that be? Um, I mean, honestly, the way I think about it is like, if, if uh, just connect with me, you know, like um, in, in one way or another, whether it's, you know, on Instagram or um, a, a lot of times I, I like I kind of mentioned, I, I, I find it rewarding for me uh, helping others. Um, I, I always um, try to help others through whether it's through my experiences, um, you know, obviously the, the lawyer parts there. Um, and, and I do it as a lawyer to, to anybody that, you know, needs my help, but more, more than anything, what's more important to me is like at a human level. Like if I can help you at a human level, and if I can help you become, whether it's a, a better lawyer or help you become a, a better person and be, help you become a better friend, I, I'm, I'm more than willing to be there for, for, for people. And I'm more than willing to, um, connect with different friends and, um, you know, just to help each other out. Life, life is hard enough as it is, you know, um, and, and instead of making it harder on each other, let's, uh, let, let's make it easier. And mm. I always find it extremely helpful to me, uh, uh, for my growth personally, and even as a lawyer to pick other people's brains, you know, let, yes. let's, let's, uh, let's find out what I don't know, you know, let's, let's find out someone else's perspective. So that's why I say, ultimately, just if, if, if anything, just connect with me. Yes. Yes. No respect. I, I, you know, even I, I love how you, you, you turned the question into when I, I was asking how people could serve you or support you. And then you, and you, you talk about, Hey, well, if I can support you in being a better lawyer or you in being a better person, I, I love your, I think I, I hear the servant leadership in, in who you are and what you're about is you want to be a great support to people around you. Um, even when I ask how people can support you, you're thinking about how to how to support them. I mean, I, honestly, I think that's all. That's what life is all about. You know, mm. it, life's about um, service. You know, I, I always think in, in my head I, and, and I, I can't even um, take credit for this. I read it in a book. But if, if we follow three three words in life. We're, we're good. It's love, care, and serve, right? And you can take that in business. You know, if you, if you love what you do and you love the people you're who you're serving and you care about them like family and you, you're there to serve them, then they will do the same back to you and your business. You know, mm. you will succeed. You won't need it, you know? Um, and you can take that outside of work. You can take that into your own life. It's the same thing. So yes. that's why I think it's, you know, it's crucial and, and, you know, it's led me in the right directions. And um, for the most part, I've connected with some great individuals, yourself, like one. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I learned a lot. I tend to, I tend to ask a lot of questions. So I find it rewarding. That's why I said, ultimately, it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about what can I help you? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, maybe along the ways, you make me a better person. Mm hmm. Yes, 
I think he gave us three words for us to live by for the rest of our journey. Love, care, serve. Love, care, serve. I think those are three words. Um, and, and if we just make our lives, our relationships, our connections, our business, our careers about love, care, serve, I think, um, I think as you mentioned, I think we'll be more than fine um, in each of our journeys. Absolutely. Last question for you, Irving, is what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people? It goes back to those words, you know. Um, I, I think the, the people, whether it's lawyers, even mentors I have outside the law, they, they, focus, on, they focus on serving others. You know, they focus on um, helping others in one way or another. Um, I, I think that is the biggest thing, you know, and a, a lot of times I, I find them, you know, sometimes even when I was younger, a little bit younger, like I used to um, see certain individuals and now like my mentors and whatnot, ex love people so much. Um, and I would always wonder is like, why? Like that makes no sense, you know, um, or even like if we take it back to to my mom, um, she was she was obviously like a victim of domestic violence for, for years, um, but she would always tell me, you got to love your father, you got to you got to help him, you got to show him that he can be a better human that he can be a better man, and it's through you that you should show him this. He has his flaws, but I'm helping you so you can help not only yourself, but help him. Because, you know, for whatever reason, you know, something happened in his life, right, that, that made him the way he is. Um, so from early on, my mom was kind of embedding this in my, in my head. Mm. Um, and it's true, you know, like, I, I, I think even the people that we would quote unquote, say they're bad people. It's because they they went through something. They, they, mm. Something happened to them along their, their journey that, that made them that way. And a lot of times I realized that, you know, those type of people are the people that need the most love from us, you know? Yes. So um, I, I, don't, I don't expect to know everyone's journey. I don't expect to know everyone's suffering, but I, I think if I kind of, try to give as much from me and, and try to give as much love from me um, to others, maybe that'll help them along the way, you know? Um, and so that's basically, that's, those are the qualities that I see in those people that like I admire the most, that, that I look up to the most and I've been able, and I've been fortunate enough to learn from the most. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, that's certainly one of those mic drop moments, um, especially when you're talking about the power of uh, your mom to impress that principle of love um, on you, even for someone who you might have, you know, even be began to look at as an enemy or as somebody who was, you know, against everything that you all were a part of, but her wisdom, you know, in, in that, that divine, almost that divine lesson of love your enemy or love the person who was you know um abusive towards someone you care so much about in your mom 
Um, I think that lesson at such a young age for you to carry it, you know, all these years later, there is so much beauty in that. And I love hearing you talk about um, those, uh, those qualities there. Yeah, you know, and, and I, again, I think that's, it's, it's, instead of using it as a weakness, use it as, as a strength. And um, it was not only like, you know, with my father, it's same thing with my brother, like my brother, you know, unfortunately tried to kill me a few times. Uh, I ended up unconscious in the hospital a couple of times because of him, because of his disorder. Obviously he was schizophrenic. It wasn't him really, but um, in, in, in a way that, that to me was like, you know, they, they talk about physical pain, it's, it's hard, but emotional pain was, is the worst. Um, and how can I, how can I hate that person? Uh, he's the, he was my hero. He's the one I looked up to. So being able to do that with my father and being able to do that with my brother, I think it's easier with other people, right? Mm -hmm. Like the two most, the humans that have hurt me the most, they're probably the humans that I should give the most love to, mm. right? Um, for different reasons. Um, and that's why when it, it comes to other individuals that I meet or whatnot, it's easier. Let's, let's show a little bit more love. And, and you're right, you know, um, I, I think this goes for everyone. Everyone's mom's always wiser than us you know um my, my mom had a wisdom early on that um I, I i truly wouldn't be wouldn't be who i am i wouldn't be where i am if it wasn't for her um yes. if you know if we're being honest yes well you are an inspiration my friend you are um motivating as uh, as can be so i i love listening to you i love hearing about your story I want to say to you, uh, thank you uh, once again for joining me on the podcast today. Well, no, thank you. I, I, I love this conversation, you know, and I, I love hearing your podcast as well. So uh, keep doing it, you know, and keep inspiring us all. Um, and hopefully we can all become a better person. That's right. I love that. Well, podcast listeners, um, we want to thank you for listening in to another episode be sure to go over to the Apple Podcast app and give it the five-star review. Remember to subscribe and we'll connect with you on the next episode. Thank you.